The Three Dads and a Business Book Podcast, brought to you by Three Dads Productions. Coming up on this week's podcast. I am one of these people that has never desecrated a book in my life until I read this one. It's the first time I've ever picked up a highlighter and highlighted a book. The special S is serve, P personalised, E encourage, C courtesy, I interest, A appreciation and L listen. You can get the idea at yeah, how to make people feel special. If I go back to like my years as, as management in the hotel, I wish I'd had this sort of book then. Back then I had a kitchen porter who hated me because I was just a young lad who was managing a big hotel. I remember saying to him, I'm the manager, you wash pots, get your fairy liquid, shove it up your backside and off you go. And he didn't like you for that, Lee, no? No, hated me. <laughs> the Three Dads and a Business Book Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to Three Dads and a Business Book. If you're a fan of business books, then this is the podcast to you. Brought to you by these three idiots, me, Martin Bignall, James Trigger and Lee Randall Pybus. Each episode we select a business book that we have all read, apart from James who usually doesn't, um, and we discuss the parts of the book and how it can help your business. Hello boys! It seems like ages. <laughs> it was my book this time, wasn't it? It was my choice on which one to read. And we decided to do How to Succeed with People by Paul McGee. So what I think we need to do, because I know what you two what you two have been saying about this book. If we talk about the content first, and then maybe we'll talk about the audiobook afterwards. So what did you think of the content of this book? Okay, so for me, the content is is, is good. And I think there are some very useful points. However, I, I think they probably could have he probably could have written it in about a quarter of the book than he has done, in my view. And as I said, for me, the content's great. There's some really good points in there, but I think it has been fluffed out. For me, he's he's like that mate of a mate that you make you, your friend brings down to the pub. You don't really want to get stuck talking to him because he's a bit annoying. He goes on about these long stories. I just didn't click with it. I'm sorry. He's me, in other words. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, Martin. I'm glad you said that, Twigs, because I know we're going to come to the Audible side of it later, but I listened to it on Audible, and um, fair play to the guy. He's written loads of books, so I take me out to a big respect for that. He knows what he's on about. But I did find there was a lot of waffle in this one when listening to it, where he could have got to the point a bit quicker. For me as well, I think there was... Somebody probably reviewed it and went, actually, you've, you've waffled a little bit in this, Paul. Is his name Paul? I'm going to go with Paul. Yeah, I'm going to call him Paul. Let's call him Paul. He's Paul. Right, great. And somebody said, oh, it's a bit of waffle. We kind of need to break it down a little bit. And someone went, why don't you put a little section there called a bite-sized wisdom? And which basically summarizes the content. If you cut out all the bits in between and just left it with bite-sized wisdom or bite-sized wisdom, then it's probably quite manageable. See, I've got, I'm going to go I'm going to go in there. Uh him to bat for this book a little bit during the week I it was, was your one. <laughs> it was my one yeah that's why um so during the week i did sort of go you know what this is getting a bit heavy going at the moment but what we need to remember is we are doing this in within two weeks we are reading this pretty quickly quicker than what we normally would do so i i can't when i got to the end of the book this this morning i kind of come to the realization that we had been we had re read this book too quick 
to really sort of get the best out of it. The the challenges in there and the bite-sized wisdoms in there, if we had actually sat and taken chance to do that and to listen and to try and do some of those challenges, I think that would be a better way to to digest the book. And this morning I kind of realized that actually now that we've read the book, you can almost go back and do it in bite-sized pieces. <laughs> and you can sort of take those chapters and just sort of you know if periodically you just go back and you read the the last couple pages where it sort of has a breakdown of um of the chapters in there if you're struggling to deal with someone at that point and you read that and you go oh yeah i just need to remind myself of that and you go back and you do those challenges and you take in those bite-sized bits i think that's probably the better way of reading this book you mentioned there that summary at the end pretty much i copied and pasted it and it fills up one side of a4 so he summarized the whole book in one side of a4 at the very end so you have to read it all first to get to that summary and <laughs> he could have just released the summary if it was at the start you wouldn't read the book <laughs> i think you would see i'm coming at this from a, as a salesman and as a manager of people and you know james you're a, you're a numbers guy lee you're an entertainer and get on with everyone anyway but as a sales as a salesman do you being able to like connect with people and being able to um sort of see the, see it from their side of view is a definite way of connecting with them and making that extra sale isn't it really we've all got very different experiences we've got kind of similar personalities but different experiences and different job roles so i, I think yeah you are completely right i think it's it depends on yeah where you're coming this from. I think I'm quite fortunate. I seem to get on well with the majority of people. So I think whereas last time we were talking about time management and that's something I've always struggled with and I've really connected with that book. I think for me as well, I, I've kind of always been okay or kind of succeeded with people to a level. So I probably didn't connect to the this material as much because probably been a bit yeah thinking I'm okay at it already. And I'm really interested to hear what Martin said there because he is in, in a different role uh, in his work to us two, which is really interesting to find out how he found the book because I, I relate back to the time when I was a hotel manager because I managed a hotel for three years, about 20-something years ago. Um, so I had like 50 staff in that hotel and, and I could relate to certain parts of this book and certain parts of this book actually sprung memories to me of back in that time. I mean, I have staff now in my business anyway, but not nowhere near the amount of staff that was in that hotel. And I was managing them staff, but um, mm. I, my approach to working with people and trying to get the best out of people, um, it, it is pretty much down to what he says in this book anyway. There's certain points he brings up. There's one of them that he brought up that was really true to me. The words we use should build up people and not beat up people. And mm. I see so many times with managers the way they talk to people and it really grates on me and, and as well he also talked about uh special the breakdown of how to make people special and he broke it down per letter so a special s is serve p personalized e encourage c courtesy i interest a appreciation and l listen and those kind of again that and he's broken it down in a lot more detail but just you can get the idea at yeah, how to make people feel, feel special again i've been brought up in the hotel background as well so i know all about customer services and, and how best to kind of treat those those customers i am one of these people that has never desecrated a book in my life until i read this one and this is why i uh, wanted to make sure we read this book because it's the first time i've ever picked up a highlighter and highlighted a book 
And the two ones that I highlighted, first of all, was the, the quote, we receive the performance or behavior we are willing to tolerate. So, yeah, it's one of those. You go away, you're like, oh, they're always like this. They're always annoying. They're always just nag, 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 nag. And then you just get annoyed at the person. Whereas actually, if you turn around and go, I'm not going to tolerate that anymore, then it gets dealt with. And then following on from that, it says my silence, denial or avoidance gives approval to the situation. So actually, if you don't say anything to someone because you don't want to offend them, and then you get annoyed at that, then that's kind of your fault, isn't it, really? And this this book, if I go back to like my years as, as management in the hotel, like I was a completely different person back then, and, and I wish I'd had this sort of book then, because mm. the way I would manage people now, based on the experiences I've had, is completely different from what I did back then. Back then, I had a kitchen porter who hated me because I was just a young lad who was managing a big hotel, and he was <laughs> and, and I would now take him into a room, sit down and say, right, you know, tell me what your problem is, you know, let's sort it out, you know, let's, let's have a conversation and see how we can make things better and work with it like that. Back then, I remember saying to him, I'm the manager, you wash pots, get your fairy liquid, shove it up your backside and off you go. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't like you for that, Lee, no? No, hated me. <laughs> I deal with it differently now. Really? Yeah. <laughs> take your fairy liquid, shove it up your ass, get back in the kitchen. <laughs> I was trying to keep my clean mind, but you've just completely ruined it. <laughs> I tell you what, the other one that stuck out to me was the he says about negative attitudes and how they get reinforced, right? That to me was just social media. You know, you have a negative attitude, then you start negative noticing the negative behaviors. So that reinforces your negative attitude. So then you've got a negative attitude about it. And how many times have you seen on Twitter on, or Facebook or something like that, everyone going, or someone going, yeah, everyone thinks the same as me. Everyone believes the same. If you do your research, you'll find everyone thinks the same as me. They're just not saying about it. But actually, social media is tapped in to do those three things, isn't it? It, it notices a, be a behavior, whether that's negative or positive. It then refeeds you that behavior, which then reinforces what you believe in the first place, which then leads to more negative or positive behavior, depending on what you do. Because that's just they're just feeding you the same stuff that you'd look for anyway. Can I bring up something I noticed in this book as well? Now, I've, I've noticed with this guy, he's quite up on his initials for things. Like You mentioned the word special, and, and he had a word for every Um He's known as the sumo guy, isn't it? which is which means shut up and move on, which uh, is pretty good. That I think his website is the sumo guy. Um, but he also brings out a thing called SADS, which is self-awareness deficiency syndrome. Mm. Uh, I never really thought of this before. And actually, yeah, this, this came came to me and I thought, yes i know quite a lot of people like this what about you two what being self-aware no like or not being self-aware they have no idea what their behavior how their behavior affects others i have to hold my hand up i used to have sads i used to be really sad um <laughs> i'm still sad <laughs> you know what and it's sort of you don't realize how your emotions or how your attitude affects other people because you just live in your own life and i think he points out you know you can't change everyone you're not going to change people like that unless they come to realize it for themselves almost yeah you just have to deal with it don't you sometimes yeah and he touches on that because he says you you can't fix people because they're not machines where you've got a car or a computer you can get a spare part for and replace it you can't you can't do that with people 
I mean, mm. I've for people over the years that I'd love to get a spare part for and sort them out, but you just can't do it. But you can you can help them. You can have you know conversations with them. And I think it all comes down to like regular training with people, just it's on a maybe a weekly basis, fortnightly basis, and just making sure they're happy with everything as as a staff mm. member, like management to staff level you know they're happy with everything um get the feedback from them and let them manage you let them up manage you as well you mentioned there said it's there's a couple of reasons for for that some people are just miserable by nature and also there's a was it the lack of self-confidence in two of those areas that you said you can't just fix everybody there are reasons for the way that employees or, or customers are with you yeah but it's, it goes back to that whole thing your silence or denial or avoidance gives approval to the situation so actually if you put up with it and don't point out to them, you know what, you're really having an effect on the whole office, as it were, then actually you're approving of it. You're not dealing with the situation, are you? You know, if you've got a staff member who is constantly like so negative that it affects the whole office and you're not dealing with it, then that becomes your fault. As an employer, it's certainly, I think, as in my own situation, running an accountancy practice and we've grown quite quickly over the last few years, we're now up to 10 by the end of this week, we might be up to 12 members of staff. Mm. And I said, it's, it's managing that dynamic. And I think it's been made even harder over the last 12 months because most people have been working at home. And uh, it's it's trying to manage the staff. It comes back to kind of the mental health discussions as well. Mm. It's hard enough managing people when they're right in front of you, but to try and manage people and their expectations and everything else when they're working on a couple of miles away on the other side of a computer screen does make it even harder. Don't they say, Twigs, that... Uh, a team of 12 is like the optimum amount of people that's like the, the the sweet spot i've heard it so many times and i've heard people say like you know if you if you can't share a large pizza with your team you know if there's too many in there to share a large pizza then you've got a pretty bigger team that doesn't ring true it's Sorry, just, just say share a pizza. I was going to share a pizza. I'm just trying to drop a little subject in the conversation, and you pull up a margarita right at the. <laughs> I don't always have margarita within a meter of me. It's just by chance that you mentioned pizza, and to bring sambuca into the conversation i've got a bottle of that here as well so yeah. well there you go i'll go grab me rum <laughs> save me after the christmas special there you go so i guess we need to approach the audible version of the book so you two listened to the audible version and you had strong opinions on that didn't you yeah thanks for listening everybody we'll see you in the next episode <laughs> <laughs> for me like I said before, I have ultimate respect for the guy. He's written a lot of books, um, and to sit down and just write one book is probably hard enough. But I found it hard to connect. I listened to it on Audible. I didn't read it, and this is a new thing for me, Audible. I've never used it before, but I got offered a free 30-day trial and a free download for this book. So I thought, winner, winner, chicken dinner, I'm going to take this up. But I've now cancelled my audio sub audible subscription on this guy, this guy's voice. I know some people might listen to this and think, I hate Lee's voice, I can't stand it. But that's your opinion. But to me, I found it hard to connect with him because I couldn't get on with the guy's voice. So I get someone else to record your, your books. Uh, 
Completely. I don't know if it's us from us southerners, us kind of uh, West Country bumpkins, and him being more <laughs> more northern. But I just, I also had exactly the same thing. I just, I couldn't connect with it. I, I couldn't listen to it. I, I blocked out last Friday to just to kind of lie there, lie, lie on the sofa, my headphones on, and listen to the audible. And I just couldn't find myself focusing. I couldn't. I just couldn't take it in. I ended up. He actually did quite well out of me. So he's also got the money from the audible. Plus, I ended up buying the Kindle version as well when I couldn't get on with that. So I ended up kind of also. <laughs> buying the kindle version so maybe it was all a marketing ploy i don't know i mean and do and uh, exactly what lee said he has written a number of books and don't we know it because he mentions them quite a lot through the uh thing so in some ways again the content okay go back to my very beginning the content was good there's really good points in there i think the book could have been a lot shorter and at some points it did feel a bit more like a sales pitch for his other books as well but that was my view. Do you know what? I think it goes back to what we said right at the very beginning of this. We listened to this really, really quickly. We are trying to do this for a podcast. Therefore, we are re- we are reading it quickly and we're not, probably not doing it as um, intended to be read. I believe that once you've read it now, it's easy to go back and go back over specific chapters if you're struggling with a specific thing. So actually, I think whether his voice is whatever it is, you know, grating on you or whatever. I think the book is the right way to go about it anyway, because you can then go back, you can then pick on specific chapters and you can visit revisit it easily. Whereas an audio book, you just can't. And we've been a little bit critical of the way that it's been laid out as well. And he even approaches that in the beginning. So he knows the book isn't really for everything. He explains why he's written it the way he has. So perhaps, again, it, it hasn't been for everybody. And he, he kind of even says that there. But he kind of justifies why he's written it in the style he has. And I know it's it's done very well and it has helped a lot of people. But I think it just it, different books, different styles connect with people differently. And different voices, Lee. <laughs> indeed so would you recommend this book to other people lee based on the audible version because that's the only way i took this book in no but i can see from what you've said having read it with it in your hand and i'm quite old-fashioned i like to hold a book to be fair Mm. it's a good trial for me to listen to this on audible so based on what you said i i think if if you're someone who is looking to get the best out of your team as, as a manager and how to deal with them the right way, then I would say yes. James? Having listened to the Audible, I think that kind of took the shine off it a little bit for me. I mean, obviously, I did buy the Kindle version. I have been reading that as well. But, yeah, I, I would recommend it. I think there are some good points in there. I think I need to go back and give it more justice. I think I ended up just – I didn't connect with the style, so I ended up just going back and, and kind of – almost reading through the bite-sized wisdoms, the the, the the summaries that he was mentioning. I think I probably need to go back and actually fill in the gaps and I might get more from it if I do. Um, but I said, like Martin explains, we are all kind of working full-time which and all family with three dads, as the name gives away. Oh. So we have been kind of doing this on the side and, and when we can. So I think we'll give it another go. And I think, I think we'll probably do a follow-up on this one uh, at some point as well. I'd like to try the paper paper version, the book version, to give it another chance for me. End of year, we do a review of the year and go back and have a look at the books, maybe. Yeah. Uh, From Zambuca. (laughs) Over Zambuca, yeah. Um, And pizza. From my point of view, I would recommend this book to maybe someone starting out at the beginning of their management career, like going back to what you said, Lee. 
I think as a, as a salesman, I think it's worth reading just so that you can check how you know how you deal with people and whether you're dealing with that right. I think it's, it'd be a, a worthwhile read for that. Um, and in, to a degree, you know what? I'd recommend it to parents. It's not just a business book. We might be doing a bit of a disservice to say um, this is a just for business. I found when reading this that I understood my daughter better. I understood my, you know, my son a bit better. So I would recommend this book to parents too as well, to be fair. I agree. I think the leisure and hospitality sector, I think this would be a great kind of, maybe it was a, more of a bite-sized version of it. I think training for all kind of new members of staff to, so they actually understand customer service. I think this would be a massive help for that. We talked about that kind of special uh, and I think actually treating customers like they are they are special, um, each individual one of them actually taking the key mm. points from it would be a massive help to succeed with people and whether they're customers, whether they're employees, um, people around you i think it's it is from that point of view it is a success right so what are we reading next lee this one was your the next one was your choice wasn't it well i think we jointly sort of chose this didn't we because i told you about it i had the pleasure of interviewing a lady called jan Cavell, who wrote a book called scale for success which was only released beginning of february this month so it's a brand new book and she had a lot of experience in business, so I think it's going to be quite interesting. And she's got an awful lot of business people from around the world who have put bits into this book as well. So it's going to be a bit of an encyclopedia, I reckon. Yeah, you'll be relieved to know there isn't actually an audible version as well, Lee. So we are actually going to have to read this one. <laughs> uh, so in other words, next next uh, podcast is me talking to myself. So uh, jo- <laughs> join I've us for that one. I've been better this time. You've done very well. Well done, James. Round of applause. Gold star. Thank you very much. Uh, So join us next time for that one on Three Dads and a Business Book. The Three Dads and a Business Book podcast. Brought to you by Three Dads Productions. Check back here for another one very soon.